After a little break for uh, Purim, we are now returning back and we're still in the middle of the Psicha. We're up to the paragraph Vekivon. Since we have just explained and we demonstrated both from a logical standpoint and from Psukim that clearly tell us this fact that a person is Kitzer Maise Adam, that a person will always fall short of his obligations that he has to do in this world in terms of Avedah Sashem. In terms of our service, Takarish Baruch Hu, we're always going to fall short because the it's really stacked against us. The odds are stacked against us. We have a Yetzirah, and it's strong, and we're born with the animal side of us being much more dominant than the Neshama side of us, than the human side of us, and therefore it is. It's somewhat of an uphill battle. We mentioned the other night that uh, that was the line the Alt of Kelm said. The Alt of Kelm said, the ayer Pere, Odom Yivole, the Pasuk in Eiv says, as Chavisavov is quoted, that man is born a wild donkey. And he says, and from that wild donkey, you have to create a mensch. You have to create a man. And Rabbi Ruchim Zatzal, Rabbi Ruchim Lovovitz of the Mir, was a Talmud of the altar of Kelm. He said, you know, when you see someone as great as, let's say, the Vilna Goin, someone as great as the Chavitz Chaim, or great terrorist leaders and terrorist scholars, I mean, throughout the generations, you see how perfect they became. You see, indeed, how sublime the human being of a, of a level they could reach, and you see where a person comes from, because this Pesach goes on every person. Every person is born with the Yetzirah, a strong Yetzirah. Every person is born with a and yet they were able to attain such great heights of of being human, of emulating HaKadosh Baruch Hu. so you see indeed the greatness of those people but the fact of the matter is most people will fall short of that so therefore HaKadosh Baruch Hu granted us and it was from his chain, it was from his Grace, He granted us. He gave us a gift. He gave us a gift that we could correct our mistakes. And we could return the lost object. We've lost something. We've lost a piece of our perfection. We've lost. And we can get back that perfection. Like the marshal that we mentioned, somebody loses one of his valises in the in the airport. He doesn't know where it is. He's looking around. But eventually he finds it. At the end of the day, it's true that he was parted from it. He was separated from his luggage. But once he gets it back, he's whole again. So he's no worse no worse off the wear. That once he gets it, he gets it. And that's the way it is with life. If we at the end of the journey, at the end of life, if we can have mastered some perfection within ourselves, doesn't really matter how long it takes to get there, as long as we get there. And we're going to see further in the Chavis Avavis, he's going to save in a greater Chiddush, in Shuva. It doesn't even matter if we get there, as long as we're on the road. 
That's a Chiddush that Chavasavava says in Tshuva. As long as we're on the road to get there, we're on the right, in the right direction to get there, then it's considered that we're in the process of Tshuva. And Hashem allowed us to return this Aveda. This was all because of HaKadosh Baruch Hu's immense love for us and His pity for us. But more than that, not only did He allow us this phenomenon of finding our missing perfection and getting back on course and realigning ourselves, but more than that, Gashbohu then impressed upon us and he emphasized how important it is to do tshuva. And then he also assured us, he assured us a few things. He assured us reward. Reward? I mean, here we, we messed up, we failed, we fell short of our obligations, and Hashem says, I give you a chance to correct it, and not only do we have the chance to correct it, with that itself is by Hashem's kindness, but He gives us payment for it. He rewards us for correcting our own mistakes. Can you think of something more magnanimous than that? Hashem allows us to do it, and then He gives us reward for it. He sent His prophets and said, tell them and assure them that it will be good for them, they'll get reward, and in an overall sense, that ultimately we will do tshuva. As the the Ramban learns in, in the parashas Nitzavim, the whole parish of Tshuva over there, the Ramban learns that's the Havtocha. It's a Havtocha, it's a promise from Hashem that ultimately we will do Tshuva. Ultimately, on a national level, Klal Yisrael will do Tshuva to get to the place we have to get to. But even greater than that, than the ability to correct our ways, to repair our failures and get schar for it. Even more than that, Hashem has given us the ability to give excuses. And amasla is used many times in the in the Gemara and in Sifrei Paiskim. And amasla is an excuse. It's a to excuse one's behavior, to excuse one's uh, not understanding of something, to excuse a pretense about something. It's an amasla. It's an alibi. It's a, it's a misunderstanding. It's an excuse. HaKadosh Baruch Hu has allowed us to expand our, our uh, excuses for our failures, excuses for where we, we failed and we were unsuccessful, where we fell. We veered off the, the an excuse. Hashem says, ah, "Yes, I understand. We have it. This week's parsha, parshas Kisisa, is the greatest sin that was ever caused, ever committed by Klal Yisrael." Rashi tells us, based on Chazal, we're still paying for it until this very day. Kosh wanted to destroy all of Klal Yisrael because of the Chet Egel, the sin of the golden calf. Hashem says, I'm not going to destroy you now, but I'm going to break it up into many, many pieces throughout history. Like the marshal that's given, Kosh says, if you do something so terrible like Avedizara, you see this huge boulder, I'm going to drop it on your, on your head. 
I'm going to just crush you with it. And Moshe Rabbeinu intercedes on our behalf, and he davens for us, and Hashem says, but I said I'm going to put this boulder over you. I must do it. So what Hashem does is He takes the boulder, and He smashes it up into millions of little fragments, little pieces, and He throws these little pebbles on us. So the boulder ultimately gets on all of us, but it goes in little doses, little doses. Sometimes the rocks are a little bit big, you know, when we have terrible tragedies that befall Klal Yisrael. And that's a part of it. A chalik of it, a portion of the punishment comes from the eagle. But yet, even Moshe Rabbeinu, when he, when, he, when he besieged Hashem on our behalf, he says, Hashem, they made this Elehezov, they made this golden god. Why did he have to say it was golden? So Rashi points out, it's a Gemara and Brachas Laflamid base. He wanted to tell Hashem, they made a golden calf. Why golden? Moshe Rabbeinu says, Hashem, you know why they sinned? It's because you gave them too much good. You gave them so much gold. They walked out of Mitzrayim laden with gold. And that wasn't enough. At the Yamsuf, they got even more than that by the Yamsuf. So much oh, there was so much loot over there. But Shrabbeinu had to say, enough, enough, we have to travel. But they became so enormously wealthy and enamored with the wealth that they've accumulated that it caused them to sin. So Hashem, you partially have to take fault for that. You have to take fault for that because you gave them too much good. And if Chazal wouldn't say it, we wouldn't be able to say such a thing. Chazal say, you know what it's like? It's like a father who gives his son a wallet, an unlimited credit card. And he puts him in a place where he can do the worst of errors. That's what it says. It says he puts around his neck uh, a sack of, of uh, coins and he places him in a bezainus. He places him in, a, in, a, in, a, uh, in an area with, full of zainus to do averis with. So Gemara says, Mayasa ben What do you expect of the boy? What do you expect of the boy? How could the father do such a thing? And that's the marshal that Chazal give about the Egel Azov. So Meshach says, Hashem, how could you do that to them? You gave them all of this gold and they had everything at their disposal. What did you expect? And Hashem says, you're right, I, I take some of that. Okay, therefore, I won't destroy them right now. But we're never off the hook. Even that boy, it's true. We, we argue to the father, we say, Mayasa ben what, what do you expect from him? It's true. But yet every person has within himself a moral compass to do the right thing. There's always a voice within us. It may be a very quiet voice. The voice of, of enticement, the voice of sinning is louder and stronger. The voice of reason may be only a whisper, but the voice is there. And every person, therefore, is responsible for his sins. But Hashem knows, ultimately, we're going to have a life of more failure than successes. And I understand that Hashem says. And therefore, He expanded our Amasla, He said, He expanded our excuses of us veering off the road. And He also promised us that He will accept tshuva. 
And when we do a sincere tshuva, he says, I will then love you like I always did. What do you mean? You know how, you know how much bad we've done? You know how we've turned against Hashem? You know how we've rebelled against Him? Hashem says, it doesn't matter. I don't care how far you've strayed. I don't care what you've done to besmirch my name in public. You know, no human father, I don't think, has the capacity of doing that. Imagine you have a, a human a human being whose child not only just does things that are contrary to what the father's or mother's values are, but puts down the parent's name and, and, a, uh, and brings a terrible reputation to their name and the family's name. And then the, the, the son finally, after doing this, again and again, and after warnings, now says, I, I want to come back. I really, I, I'm remorseful, I want to come back. Not so many people would have the, the ability to look as, aside at what was done, the damage that was caused, but Hashem says, I look aside, and I'm ready to take you back, Meir, quickly. You do tshuva, sincere tshuva, no matter how far you've gone. And even if for a long period of time we have rebelled against this word, and we annul the covenant between us and Hashem, still Hashem says, nothing can stop tshuva. You do tshuva, I will accept you. I will be marutz, I will be appeased with you. I will once again have a harmonious relation with you. This is a passing Yecheskel that he's quoting the Chavos of Avos to bring out this point that he had a wicked person. He's classified by the prophet as a Russia. But but when the Russia repents the mishpat, and now he's doing what's just, what's right utzdaka aleim hu He will live. Hashem says, I will not eradicate him, I will not destroy him, he will live. And that's the way it is. So, that's just to summarize what we've seen in this paragraph tonight, an amazing thing, that Hashem understands that He's created us with a strong desire to do wrong and a Yetzirah, which is constantly pushing us and prodding us to do the wrong thing. Each time we do the wrong thing, we're responsible for it. But Hashem says, but I, I understand why you failed. And therefore, I allow you a chance to, to fix yourself, to repair the mistake. I allow you to get back what you've lost. You've lost some of your perfection, you can get it back. And Hashem says, and I understand it's because of my love for you that I give you a chance to do this back. And not only that, but Hashem implores us and He sends messengers messengers to us to get us to do tshuva. And he promises us reward for doing tshuva. And he says, no matter how far you've strayed away from me, if you do tshuva, you could have been the biggest rasha, but if you do tshuva sincerely, Hashem says, I will be my kabbalat. And I assure you, I promise you, I will accept that tshuva. And I will accept it quickly, much quicker than the amount of time it took you to go away from me, Hashem says, I will accept that. As the Pasuk here in Yecheskel says, and we'll hold it here for tonight. A good tonight.